acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll into the third hour of the program. We are joined now by Congressman Lauren Boebert from the great state of Colorado. Uh, Lauren, we appreciate you making time for us. I want to start with this question. MSNBC thought that you were going to lose your uh, re-election bid. You have won. You are going to be part of the House majority and when they were bragging about you losing, they said that you should start an OnlyFans account. I'm curious what you thought about that. One, two, have you looked into whether you could start an OnlyFans account and like just post holding like uh, briefing books and stuff like that? Because I think you could probably raise millions of dollars that you could donate to charity and also you'd be ridiculing MSNBC in the process. But I'm just curious what you thought about that entire storyline. Well, um, my, my biggest strategy right now with OnlyFans is keeping my mother off of it. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's step one. And uh, second, you know, it'd be great to throw that back in their face and, uh, you know, raise something uh, for, um, like, say, say um, uh, one of these groups, um, international... Um, uh, human trafficking uh, groups that, that actually help women stop human trafficking, yes. you know, uh, something like that would be fantastic. But isn't it hilarious that liberals aren't even good at feminism? This is something that they have created and they suck at it. Uh, so um, this is just the irony of the left. Um, they are constantly attacking women uh, who do not agree with them. And uh, luckily for me, um, uh, my values do not come from them. I'm not defined by what they say. So I'm going to keep on uh, uh, moving forward, and I'm going to do so in the House majority. Hey, Lauren, it's Buck. Thanks so much. Congresswoman Boebert, I should say. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. And I want to know what, what made the race. Uh, now, it's, it's great that it's worth pointing out, by the way, that you, as more votes were counted after Election Day, were one of those rare Republicans who won more votes and therefore won the election so it is not because people keep telling me well every time there's there's additional counting we lose usually that is the case but in your case it, it obviously was not how it ended up 
Why was it close in your district? And just for we have a lot of people listening in Colorado. We're on uh, we're on Freedom ninety three FM in um, in Denver. So ninety three seven. So what exactly was it about your state and your district that made it, you know, such a close one? Well, what made it close is there were no third party candidates to steal votes from the Democrat. Uh, and, and my first election, the 2020 general election, I was up against a Democrat running, um, uh, defining herself as an independent to try to deceive voters. But there were several third party candidates in that race as well that took thousands of votes away from the Democrat. And so that race was able to be called right away because it was mathematically impossible, even if you use Common Core, for her to uh, come out victorious. And in this election, I was head-to-head with my Democrat opponent with no third-party candidates. I won my 2020 election with 51% of the vote, and now I have won this 2020, 2022 election with 51% of the vote. Um, our, our district is, is very mixed. We have a heavy amount of unaffiliated voters. And unfortunately for me, um, the, all of the local media outlets here in the district uh, allowed my Democrat opponent to define himself. And just as my 2020 opponent defined herself as an independent, he was able to define himself as a conservative. They were calling him a conservative businessman, a conservative Democrat, uh, when they would rarely use the word Democrat. And he was running on Republican policies, as many Democrats were throughout our nation. These are the crises that they've created, and somehow they're going to campaign on closing the border and slowing down the flow of fentanyl and reducing crime and lowering inflation and interest rates when they are the cause of the problem. So I'm looking forward in the majority to actually working with these Democrats who campaigned on these issues and bring them to the table and say, you broke it. You campaigned to fix it. Now let's actually do it because this is what we want to do. But these, uh, these local media, um, uh, outlets here in, in, in the district, um, I mean, they would go to, uh, they would go to great lengths to cover for my opponent, to not expose corruption in his history, to not expose the liberal stances he took as an Aspen city council member. And, uh, and then, uh, they would blast me any chance that they got and, and um, lie about me and um, try to make the voters believe that I had not done anything for them in the district, which, which is an absolute lie. So you have um, all the media running cover for him. He's running on Republican policies, um, saying that he is a conservative. And we even had one of our biggest newspapers endorse him. And but the reason they endorsed him, they said, was because they didn't know him. Now, that's just lazy. Congresswoman, you're getting blamed, as is often the case. I'm sure you saw AOC come after you because of the shooting that happened in Colorado. Uh, What do you think about AOC coming after you there and accusing you of being to blame for the shooting? You know, this is um, typical of the left. It's, it's very, very disgusting. You see this with AOC. You see this with Eric Swalwell. Uh, they never want to talk about uh, the rhetoric um, that they're um, that they have that, that causes so much problem in our nation and even the policies and the, and the votes that they take that cause destruction. But they're quick to point the finger and and pass on the blame. Uh, there's one person responsible for what happened in Colorado Springs, and, and that's the disgusting, horrible, evil shooter that did these things. Uh, nobody is talking about the two heroes that stopped him, that risked their lives to stop him. They're not talking about enforcing laws that we already have on the books. We have um, red flag laws here in Colorado, and the shooter had his own mother turn him in for a bomb threat. Now, this is someone that the red flag laws should have prevented from 
possessing a firearm. But those laws failed, just as we said that they would. It enforced the laws that are already on the books, start trying to stop trying to create all of these new laws to stop things and, and actually get crime under control. We've reduced, we, we've got done away with the death penalty here in Colorado. We've remo- removed qualified immunity away from our police officers uh, that prohibits them from doing the job that they swore to do. We have reduced um, so many uh, different, uh, uh, um, uh, so many, so many different infractions. Um, fentanyl, you used to be a fent- uh, felony to have four grams of fentanyl. Now it's a misdemeanor. And so they're decriminalizing all of this stuff and making it, making it easier and more incentivizing for people to actually commit crimes. And I'll just end that on this. Uh, you know, I, I'm hearing uh, all of these uh, folks say, you know, well, is this a hate crime? You're darn right it's a hate crime. Anytime someone opens fire on innocent people, that is hateful. It doesn't matter what group it is pointed towards uh, or taken out on. That is hateful. That is evil. And it needs to be punished. We're speaking to Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, who uh, won her race and some days after Election Day. It was finally called in her favor. The media was saying that she was basically out of it, but she managed to pull it off, pull it off in Colorado, a rare win for the uh for the gop in colorado in this cycle uh congresswoman now that you're going to be in the majority just wanted to know what do you think is most important to focus on what's going to be top of of the agenda as you work with uh, many of our republican friends in congress you know jim jordan and all the rest of them what are you going to be getting done There's a whole lot of things that we want to do. Um, Certainly investigations are at the top. You mentioned Jim Jordan, and I know that he he and Jamie Comer are going to bring uh, folks in, like Secretary Mayorkas. They're they're going to open investigations into the the Biden crime family and and so much more. But we have to start getting the reckless spending under control. We have to make people's lives easier uh, again and lower this inflation, lower the cost of of gas, lower the, the cost of groceries it is so difficult right now for families to just get by and it starts with reducing that reckless spending in washington dc we now have the power of the pen the power of the purse we have the gavel we can do that and uh we we have to get our domestic energy going again we could be exporting freedom all uh, across the globe and uh and instead we have lost our energy independence uh biden he drained our strategic oil reserves in the name of a midterm election. And uh, and then, of course, we have to secure the border. We have to secure the border and stop the flow of fentanyl and uh, ultimately um, reduce the crime that's in, in, in our states, in our communities, um, and, and all across our nation right now. So these are just some of the top items. But one thing that I think is really interesting is um, just looking at leadership and, and having that conversation of what needs to take place with leadership. Uh, one thing that uh, I believe needs to be done on day one is the speaker needs to declare that we have single subject legislation. That is not something that you have to pass a law to do. We don't have to pass that through the House, through the Senate, and wait for the president to sign this into law. The speaker has control of the House floor and what comes to the floor and can enforce single subject legislation. So gone are the days of 3000 page bills when member of Congress only have 22 hours to read them, knowing that it's going to spend a trillion dollars or more. And then somewhere in the mix is this wonderful piece of legislation for our veterans that you have to vote against because you're not voting for something that you don't have time to read. You don't want to pass it to find out what's in it and and further our nation's debt. So we need single subject legislation on day one. Last question for you, Congresswoman. We appreciate you making the time today. 
I'm sure that you have seen that CBS News, after two years, has suddenly been able to authenticate the Hunter Biden laptop, which, as mm-hmm. we said, anyone with a functional brain uh, has known since they saw the New York Post story two years ago. What do you think is going to happen with that investigation of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's connections to it? And what do you think of CBS suddenly deciding after two years to finally tell their viewers, oh, yeah, this is real? You know, it's just really sad that this is where our media is. You know, if you if you were to bring up um, Hunter Biden's laptop uh, just two days ago um, or a year ago, well, then that was Russia disinformation and you were crazy and you were a conspiracy theorist. And uh, this is where the mainstream media has failed the citizens of this country. Uh, they continuously lie to them and they uh, prop up um, all of this propaganda um, rather than just allowing us to speak the truth and look into things. I- I'm absolutely looking forward to the investigations. Um, I look forward to serving on the oversight committee where we will be having these investigations and I'm going to dig in deep. And uh, if anyone else wants to know more about uh, where I stand, um, what I'm fighting for, what we're doing or wants to join my team, laurenforfreedom.com. Uh, we, we saw how, how close this race got and uh, I'm going to need all the help that I can to stay strong in these next two years. To uh, effectively represent uh, not only my constituents here in Colorado's third district, but really everyone across the nation who uh, loves this country as much as I do and, and wants to see um, the uh, the uh, Biden family exposed and held accountable um, for what we have been lied to for all of these years and so much more. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, we appreciate the time. Fantastic as always. Congratulations on the reelection and good luck keeping your mom off OnlyFans. thanks yes pray for me (laughs) (laughs) thank you as always i want to tell you as we go to break here all about my friends at legacy box simple safe way to digitize your treasured memories you've recorded on videotapes and film reels over the years they've helped over a million families including mine do just that they do it by hand right here in the united states in my home state of Tennessee, where my mom is from in Chattanooga. They have a sprawling campus, 250 technicians looking after your videotapes and film. It's kind of cool. They have one of the largest collection of VCRs anywhere in the United States to be able to help digitize all these different old film reels that have been around for so long. You want to preserve your family's memories and the legacy of your special moments forever while a lot of your old memories are disintegrating, whether it is uh, VCR tapes, whether it's old film reels, whatever it might be, photos as well. They'll all get digitized, and right now they're offering you the best deal of the year during their Black Friday event. Single best deal you'll get all year long. Here's how you get it. Go online right now to LegacyBox.com slash Clay, and you'll save 65% off right now. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay, 65% off. One more time, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Make it a great holiday gift for the members of your family. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swing.
swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Don't believe any polls. Don't believe the political pundits that are saying, oh, this this race doesn't matter anymore. It matters. It's not just about this December. It's going to be about November, two years from now. And the future of our country. Governor Brian Kemp there talking about this important runoff in his state of Georgia between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock for that remaining Senate seat. We know Democrats are going to have control for the next two years in the Senate very narrowly, but the Senate seat matters because even if we, first of all, there's the possibility that Democrats may, if they have 51, uh, be able to get through the end of the filibuster. And will they do that? We don't know, but could they do that? Sure. And they're certainly more likely to uh, if they get to that point. I think we talked to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin about this last week. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas also has said this many times publicly that if they get to 51 seats, they may be emboldened to get rid of the filibuster. And then there's Governor Brian Kemp here pointing out that it's also about where we'll be in two years. Clay, yeah, the Democrats will have a more difficult Senate map to defend than they did this time around. They're going to have to win some Senate races in some very red states. It's going to be very challenging for them, but it still is going to, it's, you know, we're not looking likely to have a 60 40 Senate Republican Democrat, right? I mean, it's still going to be in the, in the 50 something, 40 something range, and it could be 51 49, as in Herschel winning could mean Republican control. In the next Senate, so it is going to be really important how this shakes out in Georgia. It's massive. And this is big that Brian Kemp, who won by eight points over Stacey Abrams, is putting the full force of his support behind Herschel Walker. Uh, and to your point, Buck, two, st- two, and I'm already looking ahead two years, but we should win 
in two deep red states, as you just mentioned. We have open Senate seats that are currently held or will be, uh, there'll be incumbents potentially running, although they may bail out in Montana and in West Virginia. I cannot believe that where we are as a country right now, that either Montana or West Virginia are going to elect Democrats. So that could be a difference between if Herschel can win, we're stuck at 50-50. Also keep in mind, Buck, and I hate to have to mention it, but we talked about it earlier with Biden and Trump. A lot of these senators are in their 70s. There's a lot of health-related concerns that could emerge over the next couple of years and represent a seismic change. And so having as many senators in, in place, not to mention a six-year term, do you want the Reverend Raphael Warnock representing Georgia for the next six years, or do you want Herschel Walker? It's still a big race. I wish it was a race for control of the Senate. It's not, but it's still monstrously important for Georgians to show up. And the Democrats are going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on this. I mean, certainly north You're of right. 100 million. I mean, maybe getting even even beyond that, getting into closer to 200 million territory. They're going to spend a ton of money because they know how important it could well be. And so that's why for all of our Georgia listeners, for anybody who can make a difference there, it's a very good thing that Kemp is involved after his 8-point solid win. Uh, against Stacey Abrams. So we'll continue to focus in on this as this runoff happens. We have not forgotten, not by a long shot. My friends, if you own a business, getting a break from the IRS is a most unusual win in your favor. But it is possible. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. This isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are specialists in this little-known payroll tax refund program. They do all the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had an increase in sales. The team at GetRefunds.com has already returned over a billion dollars to businesses, and they can help you as well. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. Payroll refunds only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. No risk. High rewards. Of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you spending your Thanksgiving week Monday hanging out with us. Hope your travel, wherever you may be headed across the country, around the world, is going well. We are joined now by Nancy Grace. She is the host of Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, the podcast. And Nancy, Buck and I were talking, and we said, we need to get Nancy on to talk about this case, because both he and I are really kind of obsessed with what may have happened in Idaho surrounding this murder story that is basically leading newscasts everywhere. Uh, for people who do not know, four murders, they cannot figure out who is responsible just off the University of Idaho's campus. What can you tell us about this story? And for people out there who may not be following it, uh, what details in general do we at least have confirmed at this point? Hello, thank you for inviting me. Yes, we just covered this on Crime Stories on Fox Nation about an hour ago. The very latest, um, well, let me play catch up. 
four young students, two age 20, two age 21, were slaughtered in off-campus housing. When I say off-campus, it's at the edge of campus. It's right along Fraternity Row in Idaho, University of Idaho. Two were women, two, uh, three were women, one was a boyfriend, a man. They lived in a home where uh, five co-eds lived there. The boyfriend just happened to be over that night. Right now, police are stumped. It looks as if all four were murdered in their sleep. Now, two may have woken up and began fighting back. There are some defensive wounds, and by that I mean cuts on the hands, the arms, uh, the back of the arms, possibly on the legs, curling up in a fetal position where you try to protect your throat, your face, and your chest. No suspects. Um, the parents of one or two of the girls are complaining right now because they believe police wasted time looking at one of the girls' ex-boyfriends. But I got news for everybody. Right or wrong, the first suspect, the first person of interest is always the boyfriend slash lover or husband, ex, romantic interest. It always starts there because statistically that's typically who did it. Not in this case. In fact, police are now considering that the killer of four people, remember he could overpower four people, one of them a man, could have been lying in wait in woods outside the home. Hey, Nancy, it's Buck. You know, I, I, I've been reading about this a lot, as, as I know people across the country have. And two things um, have stuck out to me so far about this case. One is that the, is that there's the description in the press reports of a lot of evidence, but we don't really seem to we don't never get any specificity. I'm I'm wondering if you could shine a little more light on on yes. what they obviously we know is a grisly crime scene, but what kind of evidence they would well, be looking yes, for here because they say they have a lot of it so far, but no um. leads, and then also. Um, that there was, I mean, this is, and this is horrific, you know, uh, additional reporting that there was a, a dog that was a pet uh, that was skinned alive nearby. And some think that there may be a connection. Wondering what, what you see in these two things. To your first question, there is, uh, as one layperson, a civilian said, tons of evidence. What we mean by that is there's a lot of blood evidence. These four people were stabbed dead with uh, a knife that clearly has a hilt. It's a fixed handle. In other words, it's not a pocket knife. It's not knife. It's not a, a switchblade. It's immovable. The type with a hilt. And for those that don't camp or have never been in the military, a hilt is usually that little perpendicular, um, kind of like a handle on the knife. We say that because the wounds apparently were so severe that they believe it was a fixed knife. There's going to be a lot of blood evidence. I have worked several multi-victim homicide scenes, and it takes weeks to separate whose blood is whose. Uh, in a contact murder like this, there's going to be fiber evidence where the killer actually touched the victim with their shirt or their chest or their arm. There will be hair evidence. There will be blood evidence most likely because we have a multiple stabbing. Very often the killer's hand slides down the knife and they end up cutting themselves. 
There's going to be fingerprints. Here's the problem with all of that. That is a treasure trove of evidence. But you got to have something to compare it to. Unless the killer is in APHIS, fingerprints, or CODIS DNA databank, there's nothing to compare it to. They may have to use ancestral DNA, like Golden State Killer, like I think was used in Delphi, although they haven't said it, where you trace back, 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 back to somebody's great, 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 great grandparents who built a family tree until you trickle down to the killer. That's the, quote, tons of evidence that's there, blood, fiber, fingerprints, DNA, but it's going to take a a long time to sort this out. Let me think. Your other question was regarding the dog. About uh, several days, um, more like three weeks, before the murders, a pet, a precious little Australian Shepherd mix, Minnie, was found skinned head to tail October 21 by his owners. That was uh, Jim and Pam Colbert. They let him out into the backyard. It's Moscow, Idaho, uh, a couple of miles down from this murder scene, and he was murdered, skinned, and filleted. Yeah, a pet dog. Much has been made of that because the perp was actually, you know, waiting outside. Got the dog, did this, and it's a couple of miles away from the murder scene. I'm not ready to connect it. N- Nancy, when you see a knife used in a violent multi-murder like this what does that tell you in your experience from a profiling perspective mm-hmm. also where these people were maybe sleeping uh when the attack began as you said um how does that differ from someone using a gun and obviously it's it's almost unheard of to have a murder like this happening on a college campus anywhere it almost in buck and i were talking about it off air it almost feels screen-like, you know, the movie uh, where the, yeah, the killer is yeah. pretty much always using that sort of curved knife. Um, wh- what sort of profile, when you see these details, what sort of alarm bells does it set off to you? I've heard a lot of analogies to the screen movies. I have not made that because I find it in very hurtful to the victim's families to compare it to a movie. But I, I, I see, I see what you're saying, and you're not the first. That, of course, was a movie that has... Somewhat of a true life inspiration. But as what does it mean? In the U.S., we don't have as many knifings as, for instance, in Great Britain, where they don't really have guns. Here, uh, if you analyze the mind of a stabber, a knifer, completely different from this psychology of somebody that at a distance shoots. And I mean three, four feet, ten feet, twenty feet. With a knife... It is up close and personal. The person, the victim, is fighting back. It's like hand-to-hand mutual combat. I mean, think about it. Going into a young lady's room while she's asleep in bed, this happened between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to find that out from the bodies, the degree of coagulation, the uh, rigor mortis, the liver mortis. But also there's extrinsic evidence, such as one person's last phone call was 2.52 a.m. So something is giving them that 4 a.m. mark. So they're saying 3 to 4 a.m. Maybe 4 a.m., the neighbors heard something. Maybe 4 a.m., something else happened to give them the 3 to 4 a.m. timeline. Back to the knifing aspect. Imagine going in a young woman's room in the middle of the night. She's asleep in bed, or at least in bed, because they all stayed out late that night, came home, and start stabbing her. What kind of a freak is that? 
willing to go up close and personal to kill. And keep in mind, no sex attack, no robbery. So what's the motive? That is why police keep saying this was targeted to at least one of the victims. They keep saying targeted. But I say not all four, but at least one of the victims was the target. Doesn't mean there's a close connection. It's not like your husband or your your boyfriend. It could be somebody that has been watching them, somebody that delivers their pizza, somebody that's at the grocery store that has been watching this person that knows them in that sense. That is scary. Students leaving in droves. I've always believed that's what. Sorry, that that's, that's what I was going to ask you next. Scariest murders there is. If you were a parent of a University of Idaho student, a lot oh, of these kids yeah. are home right My now for Thanksgiving. You would you would say if don't I had go to back. Go grab them by their ears and drag them all the way home to Macon, Georgia. They would be at home and away from that campus. Nancy, that, we that, know you're yeah, going to be following the story club. It, it is it, obviously it has uh, gripped the nation. We want to find out what happened here. There needs to be justice for these families. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Everybody's the podcast. We know she'll be covering it. Nancy, appreciate you being on the show. We hope you'll come back with Thank updates. Thank you. And I, I wish you well at Thanksgiving. And please keep these families in mind as you gather around the table and say your prayer. We will. Thank you, Nancy. Amen for sure. Uh, Buck, we'll talk a little bit about this, close out the show. Um, but but my goodness, it's awfully uh, awful tragedy for people in uh, Idaho as they still continue to grip and try to figure out what exactly happened there. Uh, this week, you're getting access to a special Tuttle Twins Black Friday deal. We've got books. We've been arguing and telling you you need to be checking these out. You, I'm telling you, your kids can benefit from all these books. Right now, they're the biggest deal they've ever done. They have a bundle that includes all the children's books, activity books, audio books, guidebooks, parent guides, 75% off the normal price. Plus a mega bundle that also includes all their other book bundles, too. It is among the best offers that they have ever provided, and you are going to love it. It has teen, toddler, history bundles. They make the perfect gift for all the kids in your life. Give a gift that will make a real difference in the past they take, whether you are uh, out there right now, whether you are a grandparent, whether you're a parent, aunt, uncle, somebody who wants to help out kids. Here's how you do it. Go to TuttleRadio.com to access this special deal that's TuttleRadio.com, 75% off both these bundles. A great gift for the holidays. TuttleRadio.com. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Welcome Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you 
every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We're going to be closing up for today. If you missed any part of the show, uh, including, just, I mean, just now, you know, we, we talked to Nancy Grace about this this um, this multiple murder in uh, Idaho, Moscow, Idaho. And uh, this this is now if you were looking just through the news today, uh, it was a top story on the Fox News website, a top story of the Daily Mail. Uh, it's just getting a lot of interest because it it hit home. It hits home for people in a lot in a lot of ways. First of all, these are four young people they are in college. It's such a such a horrific story stabbed in their sleep. This happened in a town of twenty five thousand people. Where a lot of people are sleeping with unlocked doors, and and why wouldn't they? Because nothing ever happens in that town, right? True of a lot of towns, and then something like this happens. You know, Clay, to what she was to, what she was talking about here with with everything that happened. Um, the the killer uh, doing this w- with a knife at that. All it would take is one person. There were other people who weren't stabbed, I believe, who were in the house. Uh, as well, I th- I think there was somebody else who was who was there who was not. So, but but regardless, you would have had four different murder scenes going on here, or at least places of specific murder, where one scream from one of the individuals would have woken up the whole house. And so this is a this pl- this this premeditated murder of four people with a knife in this way. You, this person has got to be a uh, I, I mean obviously a a, a, a psychopath at some level because it would have been so easy to be discovered in the midst of this i mean to do these this isn't a silence pistol is what i'm saying i mean this is something that very easily could have awoken the whole house all it takes is one person's screen that's why i asked her about the knife in particular because it's such a even more violent activity than using a gun and the other thing, and we'll get Nancy Grace on again, potentially, as more of these details come out, but the other thing about this story, Buck, that, that stands out is what what most people, based on my limited knowledge of criminal profiling, 
you don't go from, hey, I've been 100% a law-abiding person to stabbing four people to death without there being some interregnum, some I, behavior. So is this a, a vagrant traveling around? Like, Moscow, Idaho well, doesn't have, even Idaho itself doesn't so have a lot of murders. Psychopaths torturing or harming animals That's why as you a think stepping there could be a stone connection with that dog. Yes, as a stepping stone to horrific, gruesome crimes against human beings. This is well-established. This is why when you find some unthinkable, heinous crime committed by somebody, and when they're an adult and you look back, oh, when they were 16, you know, they did the following to, you know, a neighborhood cat or this that's very common. And so now, look, Nancy Grace, and this is her domain. She knows these cases and, and how they play out backwards and forwards. She's saying she's not willing to connect them because the facts don't connect them yet. Right. I'm just saying I would be surprised if in a town of 25,000 people, someone does something like that to it, not just a, a random animal, but a, someone's pet. Uh, obviously, it's an Australian Shepherd, right? It's not even like they did this to a, na you know, a raccoon or something that they captured. To do that to someone's dog, I, I would just be shocked if there wasn't basically if the same person wasn't involved in these things. And now you're dealing with a a terrifying psychopath. I mean, somebody for whom empathy does not exist and who has some form of bloodlust. And this is why it, it, this is a it's a story that man, it's got a lot of people on edge. A lot of people in this. In a town, I mean, I, I, I haven't checked. I would assume they haven't had a murder in Moscow, Idaho, in years. Certainly not in this way, right? I mean, if they have, it's probably a domestic dispute or like a fight between two guys. Like you, you know who the killer was, and that's why I asked the the question. I mean, I know we got a lot of people who will listen in Idaho. If you had a son or daughter that was right now uh, at the University of Idaho, there's no way. Um, I would allow them to be uh, enrolled right now uh, living in a off-campus dorm or even maybe a campus dorm. Like This is pretty scary stuff uh, given what's usually, you know, the usual crimes you would see around a college campus compared to this is is massively different. So um, We'll continue to follow this one because this yeah, is the kind no of doubt. story where, you know, it could all of a sudden it could get broken wide open. We'll obviously uh, invite Nancy Grace back to talk about it then because this is something that she knows uh, very, very well. Backwards and forwards, how these how these crime investigations play out. Um, look, uh, we appreciate all of you being with us today. Obviously, you covered a lot of ground here, everything from Twitter to the uh, situation of the Democrat and Republican parties, the uh, charges against Trump, the, uh, the, the charges potential charges Trump, I mean, you know, regarding we, the independent counsel. It's, we're going to the holiday season. We'll, we'll try to focus a little bit on some, certainly some uplifting positive things. stories. <laughs> as, yeah, some positive stories as we get closer to Thanksgiving. And, and, uh, and we just appreciate so much all of you be, all of you being with us. We are thankful for all of you, honestly and truly, who listen to us every day. And, you know, Clay, I'll say this. Even when I was at Mar-a-Lago on Friday, it, it is, it is humbling. I mean, I'm always touched by it. I know you are when you're out there and you're seeing folks. The number of people who just came up to me and said they love the show. Really, uh, really meaningful, really appreciated. And so we're going to continue to put out our best for you guys every day. We're thankful for you. We hope you're thankful for us. Have a great week. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.